Welcome, Padre Paul. Welcome. Hi, Renee. Beautiful. Hi, Renee. Hi, Bishop Bobby. Welcome. Thank you. Hi, Renee. Hi, Bishop Dana. Welcome this evening. Welcome to all three of you. Thank you. Thank Our you. second teleclass this evening, 2020 Vision. <laughs> Got my glasses on. <laughs> Me too. I'm ready. Perfect. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Renee. That was a beautiful introduction and setting of the stage for the Holy Spirit. We are so blessed in CLM to have such a community where many, many forces of good come together to create beauty and to anchor such a perfect container for the divine. So as we begin, I just wanted to mention that that opening passage, Daniel 117, it's so powerful because it really speaks to exactly what this call is about. It's no coincidence that Padre got that prophetic download to bring that as the centerpiece for tonight, especially with all that we've been going through with the community coming together in really speaking to that which is our birthright, that which is to be endowed with goodness and that which is to be brought from a place of deep knowing and deep innocence and deep perfection and live that in the world. So thank you so much for the beautiful introduction, Renee. And now I'd like to invite Padre Paul to lead us in prayer. Thank you, Bobby, and thank you, Renee. Before I begin my prayer, I want to bring to everyone's mind, Ephesians 4, which is 8 to 10, which states, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about that which is excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all that you've learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing then the God of peace will be with you. And that's really a statement with Jesus that says, keep your focus on God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, our Blessed Mother, all the saints, the sages, because sometimes we can get lost in our own worries, plans, and opportunities to grow. So we're just going to invite the Holy Spirit now and uh, teach us how to fix our minds, our hearts, towards the center of the universe, which is the heart of God, the love of God, the beauty of God. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for the enrichment of life. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for expanding us from a place of a seed that grows, that waters, and then it expands. Each of us, if we keep our focus on God, the God of Israel, the God of light, will expand and grow us in divine union. And just set a flame, set a light right now, Holy Spirit, and let the, your, your rain of heaven fall on us this evening. As Bobby begins to articulate putting our focus on you, and as Bishop Dana responds in grace and wisdom and counsel, we are going to enter into this place of your abyss. I thank you, O Lord our God, for loving us enough that you become our savior, our healer, our reconciler, and also a prophetic word that goes forth that everyone expand their role 
in God, in their business, in their family. Just multiply, multiply. This is a season of grace. This is a year of favor, as God has already perfected that which he's called each of us to do. So as we grow in this love and awareness tonight, continue to heal us on all levels. Amen. Amen. St. Bernadette is one of my very favorite saints just because she literally gave up her life to love God. Mm. And she was saved by that. And I think that's a message that we can all listen to and learn from because it's very scary to have a spiritual walk, but it is the most satisfying. It's the most satisfying. We are loving awareness. And that's all we are. We can just make a decision right here during this teleclass and decide that we are loving awareness and that we will walk into the world as loving awareness no matter how difficult it is, no matter how scary it becomes, no matter if we have to break and break and break and surrender and surrender and surrender. It is difficult. It is. My heart has been broken for years and yet I still smile and I still walk into the world and it's just something that I hope that all of us can take into consideration that we're all the same. We are all one. We are all an emanation of the divine. We are all loving awareness. So we are here to awaken from this illusion of separateness. I loved how the, the when we were listening to the song, the song was singing and the bodies were doing their thing, which is exactly what happens in awakening. Awakening starts a separation of the senses so that we can actually really discover all of our parts. So we, we actually go out of sequence in order to come into divine communion, divine connection. And so even though we might be going through illness or we might be dealing with problems and struggle, it doesn't matter because because we are one, we are all in relationship with each other. And where I may lack, Padre will pick it up. Where Padre lacks, Dana will pick it up. Where Dana lacks, Renee picks it up. Where Renee, we, it's, we're just a chain of goodness on this planet. This is St. Bernadette. She is like this all the time because she died in a perfect state. And she is available for all of us to, to have prayers. So if you have a prayer right now, just utter it and give it to her because she will work on it during this conference. This is also an intercessor that is very much a part of all of our hearts. This is Bishop Ron Roth, and this is his feast month. We're celebrating not only his feast month, but we're also celebrating all of our relationships and all of the new luminaries of love and light. This is also the month that my brother passed away. I know it's the month that George's sister passed away. And a friend of mine's father just passed away, who's also in our community. And these luminaries, just because they're no longer in body, doesn't mean that they're not here for us. And we have to understand that when we invoke their name, when we remember the love that we have for them, that is a healing. And they can then work very powerfully on our behalf. Padre Pio is also another one who walks among our community, and he's on Padre Paul's council. He's just a very powerful being. We also know him very intimately through Father William, who's been at many of our retreats. And Padre Pio is just so good. He's just like, God is love. Just pray. Just have hope. 
don't worry. Worry is useless, you know, like just don't go there. And this is another one who walks among us. This is our Archbishop, Padre Paul, who is a powerful intercessor. And the thing about Padre is he looks so humble, and yet he is so huge. His vow is habitate in me, O Lord, and he means it. And each, each time that we lean into his leadership and into his heart and into his life, we learn how to live in God. It's just that simple. He's changed me. I've been with him for 22 years. He has changed me. Padre Pio, his final vision, the final thing that he looked at when he was dying was the Blessed Mother, his, his most beloved companion throughout his life. And if anyone knows me, they know how much I love Mother Mary, just because she's there for me, not because I'm a great Christian or anything. Mother Mary is just there for me. She listens to me. She listens to my prayers. She gives me guidance. She animates for me. I go to a church and I'll say, hey, mom, can you light up for a picture? Because I want to send it to somebody to, to help them. And she'll do it. She just will illuminate. And it's just that simple. Once you have a bond with the divine, the divine is there for you and will do anything in his or her power to work on your behalf. She was there when St. Therese passed. She was there when Padre Pio passed. She's there in Padre's room when he, when he prays every day. She's down the block from my apartment where I live and I go and talk to her in somebody's garden. <laughs> She's down the street at a church. She's all over my house. She's just available. And this month has also brought to profound attention to all of us about honoring all beings. The world is going through a tremendous cleansing. I love this artist, Devin Roberts. He's a, this very young artist, and I've been following his work for a long time. I love his work. And he recently posted this in response to Black Lives Matter. And I just think it's a profound image. It also reminds me of Gwen Mitchell, who's one of the Golden Age Movement Bay Area leaders. And she's a, the, the sweetest, kindest, most gentle heart that you can imagine. Cindy Lauper is one of my childhood uh, pop artists that I just love. And I loved her because she was so colorful and she was so real and she just had a great time. That's her. And Ella Fitzgerald is on her wall at her piano and has been her lifetime mentor. And she just, she's been inspired by her, but also Thich Nhat Hanh and Martin Luther King in the 60s when we were having race riots and all this horrible stuff was going on, they came together to send a very powerful message into the world and they're still helping us. And if we sing and meditate and pray, everything will heal. One of my absolute favorite people in the whole world is Josephine Baker. And the reason I even discovered Josephine Baker is because there was a restaurant in San Francisco called Josephine's that I would go to with one of my dearest friends. And the, I just loved the food. And then I started to learn about who she was because I really didn't know. This is her. She was a very powerful talent, a singer, a dancer, a, an illuminary. She adopted a lot of children in her lifetime that she called her rainbow family. She adopted every color of child. She loved children. She also was someone who was caught up in the race riots in the U.S., 
And at one point when her life was in danger, she just started praying and Mother Mary appeared to her and gave her a vision that would stay with her her entire life. And it set the tone for her to have a completely emancipated, liberated life. She moved to France. She got very happy. She had successful relationships and marriages and did all of this adoption of children. And even though tremendous hardship happened to her, she never, ever lost her spirit. She became a butterfly. And a few months ago, we had a little series where Padre invited us to just do something fun and inspiring. And I wrote a butterfly poem. And butterflies have always been a symbol to me because I'm a I'm a double air sign, you know, I'm part of the butterfly clan. So is Renee and MK and Raj and so, so many people in our community. We're the butterfly people. And when my brother was passing away, the week of his death, get this, I'm in my apartment, which never has windows open, except now during this COVID crisis. But before then, I never opened a window because I just like being warm and cozy. And a butterfly, a yellow butterfly, pale yellow butterfly gets into my apartment and I can't get it to leave. And it actually dies in my apartment on the same day that my brother passed. So another time when I was at a CLM event, I was holding a butterfly and Padre, I know, I mean, I brought a butterfly. Padre picked it up off the altar and said, who does this belong to? And it was mine. And he said, come here. And I stood up and I had a healing. And there's a picture that Veronica took. And there's this huge orb over my head. And I know that was a healing for my brother. So thank you, Padre. This is a miracle you didn't even know you did. So this is a prayer that many of us do in, our, in my private prayer group, Psalm 91.1. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. What else do we need? Let's rest in God. All we need is hope. We need to keep our eyes open. We need to keep our heart open. And we need to keep our smile alive. This is Golden Gate Park in San Francisco, which is a very beautiful place. And I used to live at a beach apartment that had a view that could see the top of the, this windmill. So it, it's meaningful to me. I used to walk in the park and loved it very much and still do. I, I hardly get there now, but I, I still really love it. But the way I learned that I had to keep my heart open was my mom died when I was barely 32. And it was right after my birthday. And I, it was the hardest thing that ever happened to me. And I wanted my heart to close. I really did. I just wanted it to close. And I was in so much pain. And every day I would pray that my heart would not close because I knew that even though part of the pain wanted it to close, my expanded awareness, the part of me that came forward in this lifetime knew that that could not happen. It would not happen. And I challenged myself every day that that would not happen. So I'm asking each and every one of us Let's not close our heart no matter what happens. Because we are a soul family and we need each other and we belong to each other and we have a responsibility to each other. We must stay alive and well and strong and make a difference in this world. And recently, one of our CLM members posted something on Instagram about a story that really broke her heart. She's an older woman and she just, she, her heart was broken about this story about an elephant who was pregnant and it had been poisoned and it died and the baby died. And I just prayed about it because I was very touched by it. I never comment on those things, but I do look at all that stuff and I do pray. I mean, I'm a 
I'm a prayer person. So I, it may look like I just kind of troll around on, on Facebook and this kind of thing, but I take all that stuff in and I look at it and I look at the temperature of what people are posting and what's happening in our lives. And I pray about it in my own private way. So this is on behalf of that person. I won't say her name, but she knows who she is. This is to remind us that the butterfly is beautiful, but it's also an image of God's perfection. It's the golden ratio. And it's also about transformation. It's also about resurrection. And we are in a place now where we must, must resurrect. And San Francisco is a really great city for resurrection because it's just a great city. All I can say is we have our problems, we have our issues, just like any city. But we also have commitment here, I believe, to just keep finding a way toward goodness. And this is also San Francisco. And one of the ways that you can find goodness is to look for the love. There's always love. You may not recognize it as the love of your life, but there's always love. I have a friend that picks me up for work twice a week and brings me breakfast out of love. Even if it's a struggle, that still happens because there's a commitment there. And that commitment is based on the Holy Spirit. It's based on something bigger than ourselves and our personalities and our, and our struggles. It's based on something bigger than our fears. It's based on an everlasting promise that God is with us. This is also the month of celebrating St. Anthony, and St. Anthony is known as the saint of the miraculous. He had more miracles attributed to him in his lifetime. This saint is also one of my friend's saints that she picked at one of the retreats, and the saint is working with her this year. And I adore St. Anthony, partly because he's part of St. Francis and San Francisco and Father William and Padre Pio, but also because he's just a really, really cool saint. I mean, he, he struggled. His life was not easy. He never felt comfortable in any place which I, that speaks to me. I've never felt comfortable ever in my life. I've never felt comfortable in my body. I've never felt comfortable in my community, my family. I wake up every day and ask that my life not be the cause of someone's agony or suffering or that I do something that's irrevocable. Dana talked about this one time at one of his talks. This is just part of what we go through when we really care about bringing God into the world. So I'm ready for St. Anthony to <laughs> liberate me of that struggle. And I'm ready for St. Anthony to liberate all of us of, of, for anything that we would like to send a prayer for. So, so let's celebrate St. Anthony. Let's ask him for his intercession right now. Where we are lost, may we be found. Because God is the way. This is a, a wonderful, wonderful mystic. She's a French woman who was awakened in an Indian tradition. She was with uh, Sri Aurobindo. She's called the mother. And she says, if, if your aim is only to please God, you don't need to worry about anything else except pleasing God. That's it. You don't have to worry about anything. Sounds like Padre Pio. This is just to remind each of us that when our heart opens and we really commit to that, it will touch others. And the way the heart chakra works is it's an intake chakra. So we bring everything into our heart, but the sheer magnitude of that causes the most profound grace to pour out of it. One of the ways that we can really 
learn about our emotional life is to follow the moon. Every two and a half days, the moon sign changes and it does different things. So every two and a half days, if we're holding on to a grudge that happened five years ago or 10 years ago or a lifetime ago, we're dealing with something else. We're dealing with a belief system or a, a, a program or an opinion. We're dealing with something that's not a, a, an emotion. So we have to understand that the moon teaches us how to move through life. Every two and a half days, we go reset to refine, to action, to trust, to celebration, to revive, to receiving, to breath, to reflection. And then we start over. That's the nature of the emotional reality. That's the nature of water. And that's the nature of us because we are mostly water. And we have to learn to see through the dark. So that means we have to let our spiritual path be one that gives us great hope and, and shows us a way. So we learn to look towards each other sometimes when we need help. So in CLM tradition, you know, we have godparents and we have monks and ordained and friars and acolytes and brothers and sisters and so many people come together to create a way for each of us to find our way through the dark. So we prosper by having a God focus. And God for me often is a tree or beauty. So this is from the Psalms. I delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. This is why I prosper in all that I do. Krishna, if you need to get divine eyes, Krishna will give you divine eyes. So let's ask Krishna to, to, to bestow divine eyes on us. He literally takes the ordinary eye and transmutes it into divine eyes. I want that, and I ask for that. So we often hear about the Trinitarian formulas or the triunion God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. But it's, it's about what is God and what is not God. It's both things because the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost are different things. They're not the same thing, but they work together for good, just like all of us work together for good. But another way of looking at that is life, love, and light life, love, and light. It doesn't have to be a model that is foreign to you. Life, love, and light is universal, and we all have life, love, and light available to us. Life is good. Life is God. Love is God. Light is God. It's that simple, followed by amen. So loving kindness, as we live in kindness, our love grows. And I just like this idea, you know, do one act of kindness every day for 365 days and 365 lives can change. I think it really is that simple. It's just that simple. Our souls do not speak human language. They communicate to us through symbols, metaphors, visions, poetry, deep feelings, and everyday magic. Aho, that's it. It's soul vision. And that's what we need to pray about today is that we regain our soul vision. Our soul vision will give us the correct 2020 vision. In Brazil, I've had an, a physical eye surgery. The light beings are there. We can call upon the light beings now. Barbara Rose does a meditation once a month with the light beings here in the Bay Area. All the same work that we've always been able to access abroad, we can access here because it's still available. Look at this. I mean, CLM is doing this amazing 
Zoom calls so that we can stay connected to all the work that we've always done and that we will always do. It's just what we do. It's our current. It's our meditation. It's our communion of saints. It's how we live and breathe and die. It is our dream work. We can have surgeries that are given to us remotely. We're going to do it today on this call. And we can certainly get in touch with the, the light beings. Again, Mother Mary appears and shows away. So if you don't have a relationship with her, I know that our community has been hosting rosaries and it's just a really powerful thing. I'm not someone who does the rosary very often, but I have a relationship with Mother Mary and I love rosaries and I use them in a way that's traditional for me. But to do the rosary that is given properly there's it's perfect medicine and i have friends who do the rosary every day and they they often will pray the rosary on my behalf and i'm so grateful to them because as we know she's the queen of heaven and what does that mean that means that if you have a friend in mary you have a queen so you have both things you have you have the physical taking care of and you have the spiritual taking care of I just love this. I just saw this the other day and it says, be stubborn with your goals, but flexible in how you do it, which is definitely something that I remind myself of all the time because I have a very active mind and I'm always tripping myself up. But my goals have been the same since I was a little kid. I just want to love. I just want to be someone who can help bring love into the world and I love to experience love. <laughs> so even though I'm very clumsy at it often, I'm out of sequence often, just like our, our first video, I'm out of sequence. That's that. I just thought that's a perfect metaphor for me. My actions, I was born two months early. I came forward early. I had trouble early on in life. And I just keep finding, I, I learned to crawl until I could walk, until I could run, until I could sit and meditate with the promise of I am that I am. I'm nothing more than what I am. And that's perfect in God. And I trust that. So we're going to open our eyes and remember that uh, someone's effort is a reflection of their interest in you. Their reflection is of interest in me. And we're going to stop judging. We are going to receive. We're just going to receive. That's what we're going to do today. And we're going to becomes silenced in the mind at the end of this call. We're going to go into a, a meditation together before we end with prayers. We're just going to silence the mind. We're going to really just let the mind go quiet. And if you need any follow-up, you can contact me about Golden Age Bay Area events. I just love this. If there ever comes a day when we can't be together, keep me in your heart and I'll stay there forever. That is something that Ron Roth promise. That's what he does for me every day. It's something that I feel when I reach to Padre or Dana or any of my godchildren or any of my friends, or this is just what we do for each other. So may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. And we are going to see as one. We are just going to unite as one. And we're going to bloom. We are going to flower together. Thank you. Well, I'd like to start asking some questions now of our esteemed guests. So Bishop Dana, could I start with you? Is it okay? Yeah, that's fine. How are you doing? I'm surrounded by lions. I love it. It's gorgeous. Lots of color. It's so perfect. I'd imagine Padre's balloon. 
<laughs> it's perfect. I love it. I love it. So Bishop Dana, I just wanted to ask you a very deep but profound, a deep but simple question. Where do you see your prayer life taking you these days? First of all, Bobby, thank you for that presentation because that was really moving. It changed a lot of things, even in my space here as I was sitting here receiving. A big healing. Thank you. So maybe if I could take just one or two minutes, I want to kind of talk about what I understand as prayer. I mean, I think one of the most beautiful things that ever happened and one of maybe the worst interpreted events was when on the Sermon on the Mount, people were asking Jesus, how do you pray? He just come down out of the mountains from praying. Now, we all assume Jesus prayed and we assume Jesus prayed like us. And he taught the Our Father right then, which was, a it's a beautiful prayer as a starting point, but he was matching the needs of the people. I learned, I understood that ultimately what you're trying to pray again is to God. You're trying to reach right into God and experience God back. And to do that, sometimes we need intercessory help, but we want to eventually get to this place of prayer without ceasing, a continuous prayer. And I think one of the problems that everybody has with this idea is that we all have different ideas of what prayer is about. I remember when Ron first asked me to become a monk, he said he wanted me to commit to praying two hours a day. And I was like, what? I, I mean, at least what I'm being guided to is to pray all the time. So I knew that we, we were good. I mean, but I understood that there were other people that had all different ideas of prayer. And so I've handed this out in other uh, retreats before. It was a an outline of different levels of God and therefore different levels of prayer. And I think what happens for people when they see prayer without ceasing, especially if it's at the second or third level, it means you have to beg and barter. You have to be on your knees constantly. You have to constantly be bartering with God. I mean, that's not prayer as far as I understand it. This, this is loss. This is pushing God away. With the next three levels of creator, four, five, and six, you hope that it works out. So hope for a lot of people in a continuous way without stopping is a great step toward getting where you need to go. But the next level up is decrease, which is setting a trap for God, which is what Ron taught as the bottom level of what we need to do here at Celebrating Life is setting decrees for action to happen. So praying without ceasing is decreeing all day. Thank you, God, for everything. That's a decree. As much as it's not, it's, it isn't always about making things happen out there. It's about making things happen in here. Because the prayer without ceasing is an, is an internal state we want to be in. The next level that I teach in my school is sending a flow of God, seeing yourself as wonderfully made, and sending a flow of that prayer out in the world or back to yourself. And in this idea of sending a flow, which I found to be a continuous, can, can be a continuous thing. You're creating your day just as many different teachers teach. But what I'm trying to work on now, what they've been asking me over and over is intention, being wonderfully made, being the presence of God all the time. And I find that to be extremely difficult for myself because I'm a stubborn person. So the other day, this week, in listening, I, I, I try to listen. The prayer without ceasing means being in conversation and being in conversation with my guides. And my guides are constantly giving me downloads of what I should or shouldn't do. And so I was being guided on a couple of these nights to watch a couple of movies to learn. And they seem to be about things going on in our lives now that we're all dealing with. And the first one was Just Mercy. And based on real life story of a man convicted 
a, a, a man of color who was convicted erroneously for something he didn't, he wasn't even there. And that brought up my, our conversations from last time, my old political stuff. And I started to feel a lot of movement in my chest again. And then I thought it was done. And the next day they had me watch another one about a football player, a true story, who was in prison for 10 years for a crime that it never even happened. There wasn't even a crime. Somebody just claimed something and he ended up going to jail forever. And his life was ruined. He couldn't do anything. And by the end, I was like, you know, power of the people. And I'm going to do something. And they said, all of a sudden, my guys start talking to me. Finally, you woke up. Please, please cry more. I was bawling my head off. I got down on my knees. I said, what do you want me to do? They said, we want you to be ready. We want you to follow the vision. We want you to listen to what you can be doing all the time. You need to be under our care. You need to be watched. You need to be understood. So I decided I'm, I'm continuing to do that. I slept all that night with that. It was just download after download of, of dreams. And in the morning, there was a whole series of problems that I needed to address, both at work and in my school with individuals where if I was in a laid back mode, I don't know what to do. I wouldn't know how to be there for it. So the prayer without ceasing, ceasing is also taking action in the world, being involved, helping others, lessening the pain. Not every, not every healing means everybody gets better. Sometimes healings are confronted, and I had to do several of those. I had a couple of vendors that were exposed to the coronavirus in the middle of all this, and I've had to tell them, I'm sorry, I, I can't have you come to work for 14 days. Um, they went right away to get tests, and they came back negative. I said, you know, you're not, you don't know your information. You got to wait seven, 10 days to make sure symptoms don't show up. So get one, get a test on the 13th day. It'll be done by, come back to you by the 15th to be able to start following money. I'm sorry, but I have to follow the protocol of which the county wants and what we all need to do to stay safe. It didn't just go away. So that wasn't necessarily a healing in their mind, but I saw them have a big wake up call because they've been very benefited were essential business and most of their family and friends have been without work for two and a half months. They kept being able to pay the bills. And because they 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 fell to the pressure of going to a family barbecue on the weekend, they didn't want to disappoint anybody. The brother-in-law was already positive and nobody knew it. Everybody at the at the birthday party or at the barbecue now is positive. And so these are the types of things where you have to have compassion. You have to understand these difficulties of making choices in these times. We have to decide how we want to show up, how we want to vote, how we want to be there for our neighbor. And we got to quit feeding the fear. So all I know is in my prayer time, I'm being asked to look at my fears and give them up to God over and over again, give them up to God over and over again, because we don't have time. I don't have time to digest them and chew on them and analyze them. As you said, Bob, we got way too many minds going on here. And this is all to me about really listening and really surrendering. Thank you so much, Dana. We're going to move into another song. And um, Brian, you can go ahead and play that. One of the world's most moving hymns was written by a former slave trader, John Newton, who said, I hope it will always be a subject of humiliating reflection to me that I was once an active instrument in a business at which my heart now shudders. 
He poured the deep remorse for his sins into music and wrote the haunting spiritual classic, Amazing Grace. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Judy Collins with the Boys Choir of Harlem under the direction of their founder and director, Mr. Walter J. Turnbull. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see.
Padre. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Padre, I have a question for you following wow. that. <laughs> I'm afraid to answer now. <laughs> okay, shoot. Go for it. Uh, what, what have you seen as a role model of strength and clarity in these times of chaos and confusion? Well, I think the what you described and what you show to our audience tonight is the big heart you have. I mean, remember the rhyme, the whole world in his hands, he's got the whole world in his hands. You got the whole world in your heart, Bobby. And as a witness, as we are seeing tonight is, whether, like you said, you read every, the Instagram, the Facebook, whatever it is, texting, phone calls, whatever it might be, you place everybody in your heart. And to me, that is the greatest gift anybody can give. And it's about love. Mm -hmm. It's a root that will sustain us. Again, fix your eyes on God and God is love. So you're actually, you become my model, Bobby, of a person that would walk with Christ in Christ. And like all of us, I, I desire to do that. I fail a lot of times, but I continue on that journey, like the road to Emmaus. They didn't recognize Jesus at the time, but when he spoke and he broke bread, all of a sudden it was there. And so during this time of turbulence, chaos, that our world seems to be in right now, settling down, but yet it, it provokes me to go deeper into God. You know, a question that I think you asked Dana was, how's your prayer life changed? And to yeah. me, I could answer that by saying, I'm going back to the basics. Yeah. We know God loves us. And that's the strength that I, I'm drawing on right now. It's mm -hmm. the simplicity of prayer. And like Dana says, our life should become that prayer. Sometimes we don't act like it. And I'm as guilty as anyone else. But when push comes to shove, I go back to that place that, I, that I'm loved by God. And to me, that's the greatest gift we can give each other and God, because God wants to hear it himself. The universe wants to hear it. I love, Bobby, your quote last year at the Community Retreat Center. You spoke of everything. Everything works together for good for those that love God. Everything. And even in this turmoil that we might see ourselves in, or someone who maybe can't pay their bills, or they need a job because the pandemic closed it down. When we seek that presence, there's an opportunity of seed growing that will actually give a harvest and it, God will open a door. So, and I love, you know, I love decrees. So that decree that God is for me, not against me. And he will make a way for me. He's a way maker. And so I hold on to those spiritual truths because that's going to take me home to the heart of the mother, the heart of the father. Mm, beautiful. Dana, can I ask you that same question? What have you seen as a role model of strength and clarity in these times of chaos? Well, other than you two, <laughs> I don't. I never have had human teachers that I feel are role models. I've loved, as I mentioned, Gandhi, and therefore I was listening to Titanhan and Martin Luther King do my work. But I also saw that everyone, human, also has their toilables, their troubles, their their problems. So I learned from every teacher how they were good. And I learned how they worked on their own thing. There isn't a being on the planet that isn't here working on something. 
even Jesus was working on something just so subtle we barely see it. The Dalai Lama is working on something. I have admired those men from afar, but I love the people that have boots on the ground. Mm -hmm. And how you both get involved with the world inspires me all the time. It's, you know, Padre said, Padre, you hold everything in your heart. And Padre, you have space to heal any illness that exists. I've seen that yeah. all the time. You, you just have no fear whatsoever or doubt that there can't be a resolution or clarity in the midst of what everybody is certain is a unsurmountable task. And when I see people that can see above that, that's what inspires me. That's what makes me realize prayer without ceasing is about loving without ceasing. It's about being open without ceasing. It's about showing up without ceasing. You know? So thank you both for being that for me. Thank you, Dana. Well, I just really want to honor our entire community for the commitment that we hold and for the activations that we all hold. There's so many of us who just because of CLM, we have grown tremendously because of the leadership, because of the commitment. And, you know, if it wasn't for Padres, yes, CLM would not be alive in this iteration at this critical time in history. So, Padre, again, just thank you so much for your prayer life and for your commitment. Dana, thank you for your profound teachings. You're, you're a teacher of teachers. I've said it a million times, but it's so true. And FSD is, has such an anchor in the Bay Area that it's, it's just so important that people know that these tools are living tools. Where you, you're an activated being. So I just honor both of you. And I know this is, our, this is an, an opportunity for us to now help each of the people listening to come into a deeper relevance of their, of their life and of their, pur their purpose and of their heart mission. So I'm going to do a little chant, and then I would like all of us to just pray. Um, sa, so, hum, e, kam. Um, sa, so, hum, e, kam. Um, sa, so, hum, e, kam. Ham sa so ham ekam. 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 So I'm calling upon the divine in the most powerful form, pure radiance, to pour through us now as we hold together prayer for each and every one who's listening to this call. That your life be activated, your commitment strengthened, your purpose made clear, your path be cleared of all obstacles. We're gonna start doing some prayers now, and we're gonna really focus on anything and everything that 
needs to be cleared. And just to quote Josephine Baker, I believe in prayer. It is the best way we have to draw strength from heaven. So I'm going to ask Bishop Dana to begin our prayers, then Padre, and then I'll close. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, be present in everybody's room and house right now, car, home. Bring all the saints, all the archangels. Touch us all, help remove what it is that we fear, we doubt, we judge, our anger, our confusion. Outside events mean nothing. You are in all things. It's our response that matters and we need you to be the source of our response. We need you in the center of our heart, not these afflictions and pains sorrows, concerns. On the physical level, make us strong again. Bodies heal. The emotional level, we ask for balance, peace, the flame of your light in the center of our core. The mental level, we ask you to empty our minds allow us to know your words, your thoughts, as a song. And in spirit, guide us as we become the change that's happening. We are not the result of the change. The change is the result of us. Lead us now into our next step of who we are. Amen. Amen. It's following Dana's prayer that we fix our eyes on you, O oh Lord. Those things that block my awareness, our awareness, to your goodness, to your kindness. Reveal in my heart, O oh Lord, the places that I fail, that I get angry, that I follow the illusion of life itself. Follow the world instead of what you placed in each one of us. And that is your goodness, your kindness, your mercy. And just break the fear of fear that consumes us at times, or depression, or illness, or dis-ease with my brother, my sister, even if they're of a different color, that my reaction to the light that's within them should not even be a reaction. It should be an impulse of just gratitude and blessings. So take the blinders off of my eyes, O oh Lord. Take the blinders off my broken heart and break it again so I can see clearly what you see in me and in others. Thank you, O Lord, our God, for your consuming fire that continues to burn away, that chips away at my ego, my resistance. I thank you, O Lord, our God, for that consuming fire that now begins to pulsate in our hearts, but also in our homes. Father, as you release these ministering angels again to do their work of healing of, in that resurrection power, setting people free, setting me free, setting our community free of all fear, of all doubt, and let that resurrection power uplift us now.
into a heavenly realm. If we fix our eyes towards the one who created us, made in the image as a likeness of God, then you will pour out the rain of heaven. As this program was going on, I was looking out our picture window, and it was raining, this beautiful mist. And again, God hears our cry. He hears our prayer that he's going to water us again. Water the seeds of our greatness. And it's in that place that we just say, glory, glory, glory. Thank you, O Lord, our God, for this gift of life. Thank you for my brothers, my sisters, my community, my state, our nation, this country, the whole world. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Divine Parent, you are the greatest illuminator. You know our purpose. You know why we're here. So activate in us now that translucent destiny that is contained in each of us. Bring the mystery through us in a way that is so grounding, in a way that is so safe, so refreshing. Your children are so ready to receive you. We are just little flowers looking for the mist we want to drink from this wonderful place of refreshment that is only your emanation. We can get caught up in our minds and we can lose our sight. We get blind by fear. So you need to refocus our eyes. Give us supernatural eyes. Give us divine eyes. Give us eyes that are eternal. There's a reason why we're here at this time. It's so that we can be part of this creation, this new birth. All the agonies that we are suffering, the illness or the pain or the limitation or the obstruction, it's just one way to know you better. It's not the only thing there is. And once we relax, into that destiny of knowing you, those afflictions fall off. Those limitations leave. We become liberated in your name. Thank you, O Lord, our God. Thank you, holy intercessors. Thank you, saints and sages. Thank you, angels. Thank you, CLM community. Thank you, FSD community. Thank you, oneness community. Thank you, Brazil, and all that you gave us. We are very, very blessed indeed. And we look forward to moving into the last series next week with Bishop Dana. We look forward to our summer retreats and we look forward to being with you every day, divine. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Padre. Thank you so much, Dana. I love you guys. And thank you everyone for this great call. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you, Dana, for a beautiful evening of prayer. And also, I'd really like to thank Renee and for Brian Gibbs. They're just back there doing powerful work on our behalf. So thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> really appreciate it. God bless everybody. God bless.